You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. Well, you may be seated, Grace Family Church. Man, I, lo- I mean, we could just keep doing Christmas. I love Christmas carols. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas carols, and uh, um, I love the Grinch that stole Christmas. That's a good one, too. The Wonderful Life, right? Christmas Vacation. Anyway, let's, where are we at here? Let's keep going here. Um, I will say this, last weekend we had an amazing weekend, our, Christ, our annual Christmas concert on all uh, seven campuses. And you know, we had 18,000 people show up at Christmas concert. But I wanna, I wanna give it up to all the tech, all the musicians, all the worship leaders. I, they were, come on, give them, they did an awesome job. It was amazing. We planted a seed in many lives that, hey, church can actually be fun. It was uh, amazing. And if you go online, you can actually watch it. But it's kind of weird going online and watching a Christmas concert. It's kind of like ordering takeout from Burns. But but watch it anyway. Maybe maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. You know, uh, I have a lot of things in my heart. I had a whole message planned and on Thursday, I just kind of said, this isn't what we're supposed to do, but I didn't know what we're supposed to do. That's the problem, right? So I go home, I tell my wife, I, I, I think God's speaking to me, but he hasn't given me the whole thing yet. And she goes, well, what are you going to say? I said, I don't know. And so I did get a few thoughts down, a few reflections, uh, just reflected on a few things uh, this Christmas season. I know some of you are going, something really weird is happening because Craig is in a, 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 a coat. You know, I, I know I, this is very rare. I don't think I've worn a, uh, a coat to church probably in years. I've done it for weddings and funerals, and, and no one has died. I'm not doing a wedding. I just, I don't know, I feel Christmassy, you know? Just feel a little Christmassy today. I don't know, maybe the, the soft part of me is coming out because uh, what I want to share today is just really uh, my pastor's heart about Christmas and Christmas time and, and what that means, but, but I do have to get one thing off my chest. I, I know there's a lot of competition between Santa and Jesus. And I just let you know right now, you probably already know this, but there's no comparison, amen? amen. Can, I, can I prove it to you? Listen, Santa slides down chimneys, Jesus walks on water. No comparison, right? Think about that. Now, now Santa has cute little elves but Jesus has mighty angels as his helpers, amen? And, and think about this one. You ever think about G, uh, Santa keeps a, a naughty and nice list. Jesus nailed your list to the cross, amen? And I'm forgiven, man. I, you know, Santa, Santa gives you what you want, and, and normally you're tired of it after about a year. Jesus gives us eternal life. Come on, no comparison. Now, I love Santa, but I love Jesus more. Just be clear on that. So, reflections, some thoughts that I have, I'm, and they're kind of kind of, uh, they're random, and, and it might be a little ramb- rambling, but I, I do believe the Lord's spoken to me a few things that I'm going to think of, what is Christmas time about? What is it time to do? Because for me, it's, it's a very sacred holiday, but at the same time, there's a lot about Christmas that makes me think just some inward thoughts of some things that maybe we need to make sure we don't miss this Christmas season. And um, one of them to me, I think about what is it time to do? Well, the first thing I would say, it's, it's, it's time to forgive, amen? Now some of you go, no, 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 they don't deserve it. Don't go there, Craig. Christmas is a very sensitive time for me. 
But you know what, you're right, they don't deserve it. But I think about my own life, I don't deserve forgiveness either, but God offered it to me. You know, I heard my pastor, who's my mentor, who died a year, a year uh, it's been about a year and a couple weeks ago. He said, the most Christ-like thing you can ever do is to forgive someone. He also said something else to me. He said, you know, it's always better to err on the side of mercy. So you know what, the greatest gift you could give someone this Christmas season is the gift of forgiveness. And I pray that for some of us that have angst in our heart, we're going, I, I don't know if I could do that. You know what, forgiveness is a decision, but it's also a process. Uh, God wants us to let go of that stuff. That's, you know why, because I'll say this, hurt people hurt people. And if you're still hurting and you're not healed from how you were hurt, that spills out onto others. And so my prayer that this Christmas season is a time to forgive. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted. Is your heart hard or tender right now? Forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's my prayer, that we would, we would let this be a time of forgiveness, a time that we maybe make that phone call. You know, I'm not saying forgiveness always means reconciliation. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it's more of you just offering that gift of forgiveness to that person. Another thing I think about when it's time to, you know what it's time to do? It's time to forgive yourself. Uh, some of us, I, I, I know we have an enemy, he's an accuser, and he's always bringing up your past. And some of us, our past, not only did it hurt us, it hurt other people. We've made poor choices, bad decisions that's impacted uh, family and, and friends, and, and we, I know we struggle sometimes to forgive ourselves, but I'm telling you, I believe this is a time to forgive yourself. You know why? Because God doesn't want you to allow the enemy to continue to accuse you and make you feel unworthy. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 1, so now, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. If you belong to Christ, even if you've had struggles and you've had failures, God doesn't want us living in this state of condemnation. Satan wants to make you feel unworthy, and, and I can't tell you how many times I've come up to speak on this stage, and the enemy would bring something about my past to me to say, you're not worthy. How dare you get up and say anything to those people? Anyone ever have those thoughts too? Or he's always, listen, he's an accuser. God does not accuse us. God is for you and not against you. So forgive yourself. There's another verse. It's, it's in 1 John 1, 19. And, and it, they're gonna put it on the screen, I think. It says, if we confess our sins, he is just and what? Faithful to forgive our sins. He's never gonna go, oh, here goes John again. I'm not gonna, no, no. He is just and faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This Christmas season, it's time to forgive yourself. It's time to move on. I'm not saying we gloss over 
our past, but listen, you can't let your past continue to beat you up because it keeps you from where God wants to take you in your life. So it's a time to forgive ourselves. You know what else uh, Christmas time is for? It's a time to find rest for your body, for your soul, excuse me, and, and, and it's time to find rest and peace. There's a verse in Matthew, but before they put that one up, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, come to me all who are, are, are heavy burdened and weary, and I'm gonna give you rest. You know who he was talking to? Religious people. There were religious people burdened. You know what they're burdened by? This idea of trying to keep all these little laws. The, the Pharisees really put down the people back in those days, the religious leaders. It was about keeping, I think, 160 different types of little laws. Can you imagine trying to keep up with 160 rules a day? And it just burdens you down. It, it, it's weary. And Jesus said, hey, hey, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Come to me. And I'm going to give you rest for your soul. And then in verse 28, it says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. You know where rest is really found? Rest is found in trusting God, not trying to earn his approval. Man, there's so many people there always trying to earn God's approval. And that's not how we find rest with God. That's not how we find peace with God. So my prayer this Christmas time, this Christmas season, that you'll find rest in the only one who can give you rest. I'm not saying it's not good to want to do good things and be a good person. But if you think that your approval from God is based on those those things, you're going to be a weary soul. You're always going to be burdened. You're always going to feel heavy laden. And, and God wants us not to have that. In fact, the Bible tells us in Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, not by works, not by going to church or trying to be religious or doing all these religious activities, that's not where you find peace. You find peace with God. says, God's sight by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. I'm going to read that one more time. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. That's where rest is found. I tell you, man, there's no greater rest than laying your head on your pillow at night and knowing you have a God that has forgiven you, that loves you, that doesn't condemn you because your trust and your hope is in who he is and what he's done for you. That's where rest comes in your life. Um, Just a couple more thoughts. What else is it a time for? You know, this may sound simple, but it's, it's a time to, to seek the Lord. What do you mean it's a time? Well, the Bible tells us something very interesting in Isaiah. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Now, I wonder why it says that. Is there a possibility that maybe if we 
put it off or we maybe right now you know that the God is near you. Maybe you know that there's been a lot of spiritual coincidences in your life and you sense that God is near. You sense that I'm on a pathway to finding him. He says, hey, that's the time. This is a time to seek him. When you, when you know his, his presence is there, you know, when you put it off, you go, well, you know, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll do No, the Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. When you're feeling maybe the conviction of God in your life, maybe you have that friend or family member, someone's been sharing with you and, and you feel something nudging you towards Jesus. Listen, that's the time to find him. You know, don't, 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 put, don't put that off. Uh, you know, someone is maybe witness to you or you just, you just sense there's something moving in your heart and your life. I believe that's what this verse is talking about. Man, while he may be found, this is your moment. Today's a day of salvation. Now is the time uh, for you in your life. You know, another way that we find him is very interesting. Seek the Lord while he may be found. I, I think of the Christmas story. And this part of it is pretty interesting to me. And, and many of us are familiar, but let's read this together in Luke 2. It says, but the angel reassured them. He's talking uh, to the, uh, I think, yeah, he's talking to the shepherds at this time. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. How many of you know it's good news? God's good news, man. He's good news. Listen, Christmas should be the most joyful time for us because we know the good news and how it changes our life. It says it's good news that will bring great joy to all people. It's for everyone. What God offers isn't just for a few it's not just for church people or religious people. It's for broken people. It's for sinful people like me. That's the good news about it. Great news, great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And many of us have been to a Christmas program where the little shepherds come and there's baby Jesus and there's Mary and there's Joseph and there's a cow and there's a goat. And they tell us that, that, that maybe they were in the lower level of the house. It may not have been a manger, but the lower level was the level where all the animals stayed. And how many of you know that where animals eat and live, there's other things there. It's called manure. And I started thinking symbolically, is it possible that we can actually find Jesus in the manure of our life? Maybe some of us, man, maybe you're, man, it's hit the fan. And you're going, where is God? He is a lot closer than you think. He's one prayer away. He's one uh, just, God, I, I don't understand. I, I, I need you. You know, seek the Lord while he may be found. In the middle of your crisis, in the middle of the manure that you may be in right now, believe me, I believe the Lord is right there to heal you, to speak to you, to deliver you, to forgive you. So, man, Christmas is a time. It's a time to, to seek the Lord, to, to find the Lord. You know what's amazing to me are those that, that were very religious, that did not know the Lord or find him. Think about it. The wise men came to the religious leaders. We, we saw a star and we know there's a king of the Jews that's going to be born. The religious leaders looked up the scriptures and the prophecy, yeah, they, this, this king's going to be born in Bethlehem. Did you know that the religious leaders never went to visit 
Think about it. They knew and had knowledge of what the Word of God said, but didn't follow it, didn't go and find out, was this the Christ, the Jesus? Is it possible that religious people who seem so near to God can be far away from God? Is it possible that maybe we sit in here for weeks or months or years and have religion and knowledge, but we miss it by 12 inches, it's not in our heart? Man, I pray today that maybe it's just been religious for you, that it becomes relationship. God wants to be Emmanuel. God is with us. He wants his presence in your everyday life, not just on a weekend service. He wants to be with you every day. Don't be like those religious leaders where Jesus said, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. God sees and knows all, amen? Every hair on our head, he knows our hearts. Man, let this be a time that we, we draw close to him. And then the last thought I had on this is it's a time to humble yourself. It's a time for humility in your life. Think about it. Jesus was in heaven. He came to earth in the, in the form of a human being. He humbled himself to be like us so he could show us how to live and, and so we could relate to him. But do you remember the other guy in that story, King Herod? When the, when the wise men came and asked the king, hey, we saw a star, there's a king that's gonna be born, the, the Bible says that he was disturbed. But he pretended like he was interested because he told the wise men, hey, when you find this king, come tell me. He was threatened there was another king. See, he couldn't humble himself. There was no humility in King Herod's life. He was arrogant. He was proud, prideful. He had something we would call ego, which to me, E-G-O is edging God out. Listen, I can say this as kind as I know how. There's only room for one king, and it's Jesus. And if you may be a CEO, you may be a big shot, you may think you're a king and, and you have it all, but you don't have anything unless you have Jesus Christ in your life. You know, and I pray this is a time that you bow your knee, because the Bible says one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But don't wait for that day, because it'll be too late. This is the day to bow your knee, to humble yourself before the Lord, because he has a promise for us. Read with me in 1 Peter. God opposes the proud. That's a scary verse. God resists, he opposes the proud. You can't find God if you're on the throne. You only find God when you humble yourself. It says this, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves. This is the word for you today, for some of us today maybe. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Let God be the one who exalts. We humble ourselves, amen? Just just some thoughts I had, just some reflections. I don't know where that lands on you or hits you. Maybe for some, it's a time to forgive others. When the minute I said forgive, you knew exactly who you need to forgive. That's the Holy Spirit telling you that. For some of you, it's time to forgive yourself. Quit beating yourself up. This is a time to let the mercy of God and the grace of God wash over your life. For some of us, 
It's a time to find rest and peace. You're striving so much. You just need to learn to rest in his presence and in his love in your life. For some, it's time not only to seek the Lord, but to find him, to accept him, to acknowledge him as not just something in your head, but someone you accept into your heart. And I've already said this for some of us, it's time to humble yourself. Maybe it's not any humbling yourself before the Lord. Maybe it's humbling yourself in a situation where you know you've been wrong and pride keeps you from saying what you need to say. Please forgive me, I was wrong. Wherever time it is, I know the Lord can speak to each one of us. How many of you believe that? I do. And so what we're gonna do, we're gonna just sing one of these songs again that I love, Come Let Us Adore Him, because when you, when you come to the feet of Jesus, He softens your heart to make a step in any one of these directions. So I, I want on every campus, as they get ready to sing this song, I, I want you to, uh, to remain seated and let this just be a time to reflect about what time it might be for you and what is God saying to you and what is he calling you to do. Can we do that? Just take a few moments in this crazy season just to be still and to know that he is Lord. Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church podcast. For more info, check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.